Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters. Well, good afternoon, Sarah. Good afternoon, Jill. It's lovely to have you here. I'm here with Sarah Chaplin, and Sarah had a health crisis in 2012 and has just had the most incredible journey, really, since then, um, discovering lots of things and really, really helping yourself. But maybe we should go back to the start, and you can explain to the listeners out there a little bit about what happened. Yeah, I think um, things just sort of came to a head really in 2012. I was even unaware that I was putting myself under quite a lot of stress. So a lot of different factors, work work factors, family factors, emotional factors and so on. And what I felt was that I was just unwell. It was a bit nonspecific to begin with. Um, few kind of aches and pains, mainly in the sort of tummy region. And just something didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, and for ages I thought I had something really terrible like bowel cancer. And my doctor just kept telling me to eat more fibre and things like that mm-hmm. and wasn't being a lot of help if I'm absolutely honest um, and then I think I, I really sort of hit a bit of a crisis point about midway through 2012 and in the end they did send me along for a colonoscopy um, and by then I knew you know it wasn't just a kind of I knew I wasn't imagining it mm-hmm. and they said oh yes sure enough you've you've got ulcerative colitis oh. and I, in one way I was relieved because mm-hmm. I thought well you know, I'm not about to die of bowel cancer and, and on, on another level I thought this is actually a chronic condition and mm-hmm. they sort of said well you're going to be on this drug for the rest of your life but it will manage the condition and so long as you be careful and you know so I'd had a kind of you know a, a big flare-up basically and um, anyone who's had colitis will know it's not not a very nice experience and you do feel really vulnerable and kind of quite shaken up by it um but I sort of started dutifully taking the said drugs and um and then started to read up on it really and understand you know wanted to understand it a bit more holistically was referred to a gastroenterologist who was very much interested in that region of your body but Mm. wasn't interested in joining the dots with anything else and then I I read that it does affect your joints and I'm a musician and I was finding that when I was playing the saxophone my fingers felt very kind of gluey or my joints in my fingers and realized that actually there was a there was another drug that treated this same thing that would help with that as well Mm. and and that was when I I started to realise how compartmentalised um, healthcare specialists yeah, can be because yeah. they weren't very interested and I asked to be referred to a nutritionist to understand more about my diet and how I could make adjustments and I also asked to maybe be switched over to the other drug that did help with the joint problems and sure enough that managed that part of the, mm. you know, what I perceived to be a connected part of the illness because it is an autoimmune thing so yes. it's a very systemic problem but then along the way I thought okay I've got to make some big lifestyle changes uh, I started, that's when I kind of started to work from home I started to write books for children so that became my kind of um, my vocation that I'd been Mm -hmm. promising myself I was going to do anyway and it seemed to be the prompt that I needed to push me into that area and uh, so stop commuting into central London and um, and I found that that was you know the solitary life I was a bit worried whether I was going to feel motivated and disciplined enough to maintain it but it really suited me Mm. and then we also I also shifted our family's diet to just more organic and less processed foods and things like that and bit by bit gradually felt I was getting kind of back in control Um, and then I was having regular uh, referrals to the gastroenterologists and seeing them once every six months or once every year and one time I went along to the um, appointment and when I got there they said oh didn't you have the letter we we had to cancel it 
and mm. uh, I was feeling a bit annoyed you know I'd rearranged my whole day around it and on the way back in the car I just thought do you know what I, I feel well mm. I don't think there was anything to report and there hasn't been for the last couple of appointments and I feel so well I'm going to experiment and I'm actually going to take myself off the the drug and mm. I'd already been told that you could you know regulate the the dosage up and down depending on how you felt so I knew that between one pill a day and sort of six pills a day I was sort of okay yeah. so I thought well I'm just going to come off cold turkey you know and see what happens didn't tell my husband because I thought he'd, he'd worry mm-hmm. and then 10 days later there were no ill effects so I kind of fessed up to him and said you know what I'm not even taking my drugs anymore and I feel fine so the next time I had my uh, the, the, the re, re uh, you know the reappointment um I went along and uh and they said, oh, so how have you been getting on? And I said, well, actually, I, I'm fine. And so fine that I've not even been taking my medicine. And they looked a little bit shocked. Mm-hmm. And um, and they said, OK, well, we'll put down that you're in remission. And at this point, I'd done quite a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. And I realised, you know, things about the biology of belief and the kind of mind over matter and law of attraction and all these things, you know. And I realised that I needed to manifest my own health back for myself. I needed yeah. to sort of think my way back to health as well as eat my way back to my health. And uh, I just said to him, well, you know, I don't even want you to write down the word remission because it was strictly a one-off and my life was going haywire in 2012 and it's not like that now and it's very unlikely to ever happen again. So I'm cured. You know, that's how I see it. And um, there was a sort of technicality of him saying, well, I will still have to send you for a, for a uh, routine blood tests. And I said, OK, fair enough. But I knew that the GP would say, well, if you're not taking the drug, you don't need the blood yeah. test. So it was a kind of catch 22. And I've, I've just carried on. and I've since become a vegan like yourself. Yeah. And um, so I think it's really interesting that, you know, our bodies are so interconnected and everything is holistic yeah. and we can't just treat one bit of ourselves and expect the rest of it to just you know you have to kind of think of it in a in a very sort of dynamic way and um so it was just really validating for me really to kind of see that I had that control and and um and it was that easy it was that simple yeah and and I think you're absolutely right I mean the period was about four years when you managed to stop taking the, the, the drugs Anybody, and, and I know, you know, neither of us would advocate anyone stopping taking prescription drugs without really being careful, but I think anyone can reverse some chronic conditions. And I find it really fascinating you saying this about colitis, because I know a very young woman, um, a friend of mine's daughter who's been diagnosed with it recently, and she's been really, really poorly. So I'm going to get her to listen to this podcast. Good, good. Um, I know she's become a vegan, and she is mm-hmm. she is doing lots of holistic things as well. Um, but it's fascinating, isn't it, that we can, there is so much that we can do. And I know that the whole mind thing is powerful, and we talk about it all the time on this show, and that you're now doing A Course in Miracles. That's right, yeah. So I decided, it was funny, actually, two years ago, no, actually, maybe a bit longer ago than that. A friend of mine who could see that I was struggling with with various things because of the colitis um, diagnosis and everything, she gave me the book and um, she said, oh, here, you might want to read this. It mm. might help you. And I had a look at it and I was thinking, oh, goodness me, I, they can't get along with this. You know, it's, it's all mumbo jumbo. And I handed it back to her and she said, oh, well, you know, it's just not the right time. That's all. Mm. She was very kind of sanguine about it. And um, and then it just kept coming up in conversation with different people last year. And the third or fourth time it came up was I was at a retreat in Portugal in, in October with a, a lovely lady run, run by a lovely lady called Skylar Akamesis. And she mentioned it again. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to read it in 2018. Yeah. I'm going to make it a project. And uh, and then it just ties in with lots of other things that I'd been reading. So it really kind of just has been a, more of a consolidation exercise than anything. Nothing mm. too revelatory, but really confirming and affirming 
just yeah a lovely journey to be on mm. there's um a, i don't know if you've ever read any of pam grout's books no i don't but know she work. blogs at the moment and she's doing a course in miracles right oh, maybe so she check that out. yeah she yeah. literally blogs about whichever lesson she's on mm-hmm. that day and links it in with other things happening in in the universe yes um yeah. so it's quite fascinating to read her things as okay well. i'll check that out yeah. yeah but i know what you mean about the book because it's so focused on god mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. god can be whatever it means to you and mm-hmm. to me it's sort of my higher self the universe mm-hmm. but but to different people the word god would put them off doing something like that but we sh- they shouldn't be put off should they it's no they shouldn't i think once you can see past that and understand that um, i mean i watched some videos about how the lady and her work colleague sort of um, she channeled it and then they transcribed it and edited it together mm. and it was re- revelatory to her that mm. it was just it just really kind of came through her and so and she wasn't really very religious person herself she was a scientist yeah and a lot of the practical things in there are I think you could write it in different language and yeah. it would it would you know it would resonate with more people maybe but as you say once you've got past the sort of feeling that it's it's not really trying to be kind of uh, evangelical in mm. that in that kind of uh, compartmentalized way it's more it's more kind of overarching isn't it yeah yeah no definitely now because we're running out of time i just want to touch on your show giant steps yes because that's an amazing thing to do so um you host a show on ccn so perhaps you can just tell people a little bit about what that is in case they want to tune in yeah so it's a a wonderful network it's been going since 2015 it actually stands for the conscious consumer network and it's an online tv channel and it was one of the very first to use the new live streaming technology and sort of pioneered it um so it's it's part of the alternative media they have a kind of youtube channel where they put all the programs up and i was a guest on somebody's show back in november and you were kindly a guest on my show um i think in february wasn't it um and at the at the end of the show the producer asked me you know would i be interested and i did give it some thought because it's quite a commitment isn't Mm -hmm. it as you know doing doing a show every week um but i was um i was sort of minded to do it 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 seems to be a good moment to explore some new things through this medium and I've been able yes I called it giant steps I'm a bit of a jazz lover but I also felt that what I wanted to do was invite people onto the program who'd taken a sort of giant step in their own life biographically and that that would be a kind of thing that would connect all the all the different programs together and I've been really enjoying it Um, and so you can watch it you can listen watch it live uh, via the website consciousconsumernetwork.tv on a Monday night from seven till nine Uh, there's lots of other programs during the week but that's when mine one is giant steps and uh, and then it also goes out like yours as a podcast later on as well so you can mm. watch it when you want yeah and and you know i know you have some amazing guests on there so yeah tune into that people and, and yeah we do look talk a lot about health issues yeah. and, and nutrition issues so there's a yeah. lot a lot in there for people fascinating sarah if anyone wants to get hold of you how could they do that um well if they're interested in, in me from the sort of jazz point of view my website's jazz says jazz sez.com um and then the conscious consumer network um page i have my own little bit the giant steps part of that and so i'm at ccn giant steps on twitter um and uh and i also have a facebook page for the giant steps show as well so um i suppose it's a question of Anything. searching for that yeah, yeah on yeah. on facebook Oh, Sarah, thanks so much for coming in to talk to us Thank today. Thank you for having it's me. It's so been a quickly, pleasure. I know. Yeah, it's been really good <laughs> to have to you. Lovely to see you, Jill. Lovely to see you too. That was Sarah Chaplin talking about her incredible journey. Brooklyn's Radio believes your health matters.
If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not keep up to date with the sound of Surrey by listening live at brooklandsradio.co.uk or through our free mobile app.